Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time. But back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes. You know me. I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything. BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, and of course, twitch.tv forward slash Up Next Podcast. Yes, every Wednesday night we watch NXT. We talk about it, the podcast, of course, wherever you're listening to this, wherever you find your podcast. But we go live after NXT because we are your NXT friends. Friends! And uh, it's the eve of Christmas Eve tonight. It, it is. It's Christmas Eve Eve. We're in the Christmas spirit. We're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. We've got your poinsettia right there. Yeah. Uh, I went. I tried to get more candles from Dollarama earlier, but oh. uh, the line was too big. Um, it wasn't worth it. But we have Christmas lights. It. We got Christmas lights. Yeah, we looking like Brett the Griswolds. Hart. <laughs> we have Bret Hart, Kenny Omega yeah. there. We're very festive. Very festive. Yeah. Uh, so we're celebrating the holidays. Uh, we're roommates, obviously, and we're quarantined. And Christmas is going to be a lot different for many people. So uh, whether you're friends, family, or just we're your friends that you hear in your ears all the time, uh, happy holidays and all that stuff. So uh, we're here to watch NXT and talk about NXT. But I say watch because it's a little different. AEW uh, is like going to go up against us. Yeah, it's going to be the ratings war I know, tomorrow. I know. Do you, do you think we'll look right now? We're, we're taking ten people away from them. We're taking Whoa. food off their plates. Oh Brandon. my god, we're we're going against AEW. We talk about AEW uh, every week on Up Nextra, patreoncom slash Next. We'll go into some shows because the December schedule is crazy, but. I feel like wrestling's in, wrestling's in always in a weird spot when it's like Christmas time. It's like, do they go on break? Do they do? Well, there's like all sorts. Of I weird just, things. I wish they'd uh, they choose one thing or the other. You yeah. know, like either just take a couple of weeks off 
or um, commit to it. And I, I would say, I think looking at what they've got scheduled for SmackDown this Friday, and I thought today's show, they they went to put on a, a normal show, right? We didn't get the, at least with tonight, we didn't get the silliness with just people brawling in dressed as Santa Claus or anything like that. They put on a regular episode of NXT, and for me, I was grateful for that. You were you were happy. I was happy that they gave you this for Christmas. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting because you figured like, hey, let these guys and gals take some time off. Nah, like, nah, nah. We're gonna like, yeah. I don't know. It's like there's no time off in wrestling, but maybe around this time, especially if, like a pandemic stuff, just put a best of for like two weeks. It's just wrestling, like. I mean, I think with this show especially, as as long as AEW are putting on something, NXT are going to put on something. That's right. Uh, well, obviously, they're pushing towards this, like, TV special, mm. New Year's Evil, which we will definitely be doing a show on in two weeks. They've hyped it up tonight. The card is stacked, as we'll get into. We'll dive into a bit later. Uh, I know AEW and the whole Impact thing, um, they're taking – they took some time off this week. But I feel like that's still, like, an exciting thing in the world of wrestling right now, uh, like – the crossover yeah they they really impact really need to up their game in the new year i think um if they're going to try and capitalize on this it's not enough to just have a recorded tony khan segment and a recorded kenny segment uh, i'm looking forward to the match i'm looking forward to see like motor city machine guns mix it up with kenny and anderson and doc gallows can do his stuff um, I'm looking forward to Rich Swan mixing up with them, but I think come the new year, once we're going into like new tapings with Impact, they really need to uh, step up their game. Yeah, I like the different crossover. I like the Kenny's, the belt collector, and this whole storyline continuing on. I listen to, I don't listen to too many podcasts, but I like listening to Kenny and anything. But Kenny on Jericho, you told me to listen to, and I thought that him, Don Callis, Kenny, and Jericho sitting down just shooting the shit but kind of in a character it, it was it was weird because yeah they, it was semi kayfabe but i also think all three of these guys have a very high opinion of themselves anyway right so it was kind of maybe whereas usually you'd sense yourself because you don't want to come across arrogant i felt they were just going no let's just say what we think about ourselves and that we're the best and Keep- they're yeah, keep kayfabe alive. Keep kayfabe alive. <laughs> and there was that one line where Kenny's going about, look, people have been um, wanting the best bout machine. And what, why is Kenny not doing 45 minutes on TV? And he's like, I shouldn't be doing 45 minutes on TV every week. I mean, you've seen our roster, Chris. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Uh, I mean, I bring it up because there was a line that the one line that I caught was how Mace Windu? <laughs> no, um, is him bringing up Kota Ibushi with the subtle digs to him as well. So saying about settling, just being a babyface and being in a big good position, yeah. but never revolving from that. Yeah, you haven't moved to the next. And step. he's like, if I didn't do yeah. Bullet Club or uh, AEW, I'd be huh, Kota Ibushi, which right hypes now. up Endgame. Kenny Omega is going to show up at the Tokyo Dome in two weeks. What do you think about that? I take that as a uh, I can't see that happening theory. yet. I think it's something they're going to keep building to for when it eventually can happen. Right, it's going to um, happen. I mean, I'd I'd love that to be the closing angle of the Tokyo Dome, but uh, I don't know. Coda beats Naito. 
Abushi then goes and beats Jay White, and then while celebrating, Kenny comes out. Who uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the the interview with the uh, Jay White where he's holding both titles. Yeah, yeah, he's talking about oh, being a belt collector would be cool, but then like I've got these, so what more do I want? Basically saying that's the biggest prize in wrestling, which I. I quite appreciated. There's little bits of crossover Kenny's, now. Kenny's replied to it on Twitter today, and yeah. it's like, "Oh, calm down, guys. He's just joking around." Right. <laughs> well, honestly, I can't. I can't see any of that happening until Moxley defends that title. Yeah. It, okay. You know? So is Moxley going to show up to Wrestle Kingdom? Looks like it's not because it's the so. Bread like, Club versus the Bullet Club. Why right would now. you not? And just announce it. If they had Moxley, why yeah. would you leave yeah. it till now? I don't think he I is. mean, it would be a great surprise, but I just feel for... I feel everyone seems a bit down on Wrestle Kingdom this year. And I think I think it's got that WrestleMania appeal to it where it doesn't even really matter what the card is. You're going to watch it. You're not not going to watch it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. But I can't, I can't see them having maybe the level of subscriptions that they normally would this time of year i can see a lot more people not getting up early to watch it live and just be like yeah i'll, I'll watch after work or whatever yeah uh, i i i'm obviously fantasy booking that i want to see kenny omega and kota ibushi down the line but i like what new japan's doing with the kota ibushi thing i want to I, I just want to see him win the the, the main title. i haven't liked what they've done with it, it, I, I, it feels, a, they've messed they've messed it up but. it feels like a retread of last, last year. year like last year naito didn't win the G1, actually did quite badly in the G1, and then got into Wrestle Kingdom via a public vote kind of thing, and then won the titles, lost the titles, like as soon as they were allowed to wrestle again, lost the titles, got them back, and then Ibushi here, like lost his opportunity last year, and then... Won the G1, lost the briefcase, yeah, but then forth. Naito's like, "Oh yeah, I had a shit year last year." Like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, you can you can wrestle me anyway. It it it's not how you build up a strong babyface. I think, I, and I want to see Ibushi win because it's Kota Ibushi, and I'm a big fan of him. But creatively, I think if this was like a WWE storyline, I think we'd be shitting on it. Uh, it's all, it looks as if like Switchblade's just taken the role of what Kenny would have been in. I think Especially so. like the long-term booking, right? Which I don't necessarily think is a bad idea. Like... Well, we have Kenny Omega at home. <laughs> well, I mean, what else are you going to do if you've got, got these long laid out plans and suddenly someone leaves? It, it kind of makes sense to put it on someone else. You've, if you planned out, yeah. like the way Gato books is years in advance, why... Then go like, ah, back to the drawing board and screw everything up. But it, it's been a very weird year for New Japan. It's weird. I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to watch the show. We'll be doing a show, um, on both nights, like a yeah. combined show. Um, but it, it does seem, doesn't have quite the butts. I'm looking forward to Okada Osprey. I'm very much looking forward to that match. That'll kill it. Um, beyond that, I think, I think there are matches that will surprise. Uh, I want I think, Taka, Taka, Takahashi versus Ishimori is what I want. Yeah, I'm, I mean, we, we've seen those two go out yeah, before. That, that should be great. I think the uh, El Fantasmo match could be good. Um, I think both mains, both knights should be good. But it, it's just not got that same buzz as usual. I, I agree, but I feel like once I'm watching it, I'll... You'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, I'll, I'll totally and may, get into it. And maybe it. it's good to go in with lower expectations, because then you can be pleasantly surprised. I mean, I feel... 
I feel the WWE pay-per-views this year because creative has been so poor, especially on Monday Night Raw. It's whenever I've been doing these watch-longs and post-shows, they've actually been enjoyable pay-per-views that they've put on and kind of surprised people. And I think maybe going in with the lowest expectations is... I'll tell you. Enjoy. I'll tell you something. So I don't let's segue from that. I don't watch. Uh, I don't watch Monday Night Raw. I don't watch SmackDown. Uh, I tapped out a few years ago, but I try to keep up by just watching the pay per views. I'm, I'm. I do what most people do with NXT. Mm. Some people just listen to us and then watch the takeovers or cherry pick and stuff, and that's cool. So I watch like the pay per views, and I definitely cherry pick. So when I saw or heard that there was going to be a Inferno match or Firefly Inferno match. Well, I had to, to watch another, a man set another man on fire because that's pro wrestling. And what do you think? Obviously I've given my thoughts on the, yeah, on the post show on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. It's like, there's talks that like, Oh, WWE needs to push the PG, like make it more adult content. And then this year it's like, there's a guy pulling another guy's eye out. There's a guy being thrown off a roof. There's a guy lighting a guy on fire. Like that's not PG. That's like just, I don't know. It's, it's definitely not what I want. (laughs) Watching it made me laugh, but like, I, it's funny and entertaining, but then. Here I am, like, we're fantasy booking, like, actual, like, in other companies, like, actual, we, we, we like the wrestling aspect. So it's just varying different things that wrestling can provide. Yeah. Right? Like, it's vast. It's polarizing. I've, like, I've got to admit, like, it's not necessarily my taste. I yeah. prefer wrestling for the wrestling. But also, I kind of feel, why not take the advantage of the situation and just do something fucking ridiculous, like set a man on fire. Well, we watched, we watched the G1 this year and we go, yeah, it was good, but just feels weird because it's yeah. muted crowds and that. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, WWE don't have a crowd. So why not try setting a man on fire? <laughs> and, and like, Hey, it was entertaining to watch. Like, I think it's funny. Me as a kid, I think I'd have loved that. Yeah. Um, yeah. like I think back to the old Inferno matches, which looking back at a terrible, yeah. but as a kid, just the spectacle of, seeing the fire and seeing just Kane's arm on fire was pretty cool for me. So I can imagine like 12 year olds now seeing that and being like, Whoa. And that might sure. be the image that for gets sure. you into wrestling. The shot of the fiend, like being lit on fire for the first time where he's grabbing that picture is, is amazing. Yeah. Through the fire and the flames, we carry on. I thought that was really cool. But then when it got to the part where the fiends like completely, it's totally he's been replaced and yeah. there's just like a dummy there it's like that was that was pretty hokey to me like that was like oh you were doing so good why did we why did we go to that i was like but it was like fun but man like definitely 2020 has been the weirdest year in mm. in the life i've lived so far but in wrestling 2020 has been super weird i also think i was maybe more forgiving of that match because i quite enjoyed the matches before it. yeah i thought yeah. roman versus ko was Really quite good. Yeah. And I, I really enjoyed Sasha versus Carmella as well. I think Sasha's had a, a great year. I like KO. They made me, they made me get into, like, he is someone that they can just use as like a hat trick, like a trick. Like, okay, we need a good match. We need a quick little thing. Let's use K- KO here. And I, I kind of wish he was more in a main event scene because man, remember it was Kevin Steen. He was really good, but I, mm. I thought the Roman match was really good too. Uh, but obviously out, outshined outburned outburned by a fiend may the fiend rest in peace is this the end of the fiend 
Until the Rumble? Uh, he'll come back as... He, we still haven't seen him wrestle as Sister Abigail yet. We were promised that match, Sister Abigail against Pumpkin, Finn Balor, Ridiculous. and it never happened. We still need to have that, so maybe that can be... Now both him and Sister Abigail are burned alive. Maybe we can... <laughs> their souls can meet, or something ridiculous. Like uh, that. I don't know. Wrestling's weird, because they, the, they did the slammies... Right, mm-hmm. and they they gave their match of the WWE gave their match of the year award out. Yes, I've got the list here. Oh, okay. Um, I thought oh. we could. Well, that's perfect time. Let's oh, go into it. Yeah, I've not looked through these yet. The so. reason I say that, I'll start with that one then, sure. because I watched a guy light another guy on fire, and then I'm like, man, wrestling's been weird. And then WWE put on this 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 show called Backlash, where they promoted the greatest wrestling match ever. Yes. That was not their their own Slammy Award was not given to that. It was instead given to the Boneyard match. Yes, the Boneyard match is match of the year. Um, according to the w- according WWE. According to WWE. These are public votes, though, apparently. <laughs> uh, you know what? I kind of believe it is, because right. why wouldn't they pick the greatest match ever <laughs> to be... <laughs> Like if they so were, saying the if, WWE audience if they were rigging it. the vote, yeah, I'd right. say that's one maybe you I should rig. You. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Undertaker <laughs> versus AJ Styles, uh, the Boneyard match at WrestleMania 36, wow. one match of the year. Superstar of the year um, goes to Drew McIntyre. Uh, okay. I, I think there's a, a fair argument for that. I personally go for Sasha Banks. Yeah. Um, but I, I can see why why Drew would win that. I think he's had a pretty good year, and it's. It's rare to see a male babyface in WWE actually kind of be booked well and be somewhat credible. Yeah. Uh, rivalry of the year goes to Edge versus Randy Orton. Oh, yeah, no which doubt. Yeah. I completely agree with. Uh, tag team of the year go to the Street Profits. I can, sure, They've yeah. had a pretty good year. Uh, return of the year was Edge. You think you know me. Yeah, big pop. Remember, that seems like ages ago. Yeah, the, the other options were Roman Reigns, MVP, Goldberg, Sami Zayn. Realistically, MVP has probably had the best return out the four of them. Sure. Uh, out the five of them, rather. Like, he's had a hell of a year. Came for a one shot at the Rumble. Then they were like, hey, do you want to wrestle Rey Mysterio in front of your kid just for one last match and retire? And he's still there and he's now ma- managing the Hurt Business. Champions. And has elevated all of them. Ring gear of the year. Johnny Gargano. The New Day. I guess oh, the yeah, the Gears of thing. War one. Yeah, that was cool. Breakout star of the year, the Street Profits. He won over yeah. Dominic Mysterio, Bianca Belair, yeah. Otis and Murphy. Female superstar of the year, Sasha Banks. Yes. Male superstar of the year, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Moment of the year, The Undertaker's final farewell. What? Not his first farewell, not his second farewell, what? but his final farewell. What were the other nominations? Uh, Drew Edges beating with- Brock, Becky announcing her pregnancy... Edge returns. Edge returns. Edge returns. Edge sure. returns. Come on. New Day's farewell address. Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman unite. Bailey betrays Sasha. The New Day get drafted. Wow. Uh, most creative 24 7 pin. God. None of them. It was the, Drew Gulak how in can a they for... outfit. <laughs> Music performance of the year. Elias. Social media superstar of the year. Bailey. Trash talker of the year. Lacey Evans and the Hurt Business. God damn it. Documentary of the year. Undertaker's last ride. Celebrity appearance of the year, Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> Double cross of the year, Bailey betraying Sasha. Referee of the year, I, I don't know, Little Nate. Nice, Charles Robinson. Nice. But they're the bullshit awards. We've got some serious awards. Coming oh, up. we do. Yes, we do. Now we we will get into NXT. We promise. But 
it's the end of the year, mm. and we're going to be doing a best and worst of NXT next week for free on this very show. We're going to be talking about uh, NXT, but then uh, we'll rush through that. Yeah, we'll probably do a bit of a condensed yeah. um, episode of NXT. We're probably going to skip like news and gossip and plugs, and just we'll get right to the heart of it. Our end of year awards. Yeah. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Up Next Podcast for all that stuff. This week we'll put up uh, stuff. We'd love your feedback. And yeah, I'll post on the forum in the next the couple categories. of days. Uh, all the categories. And we'll be revealing our results along with NXT's end of year awards. Um, as yes. well as our show review. But if you want to join us live next Tuesday night, we'll be doing our best of show with John and Way. The post-wrestling. And that will be available. The Zoom link will go out to all patrons of both uh, John and Way and the Up Next Patreon, patreon.com forward slash up next, if you want to watch that live. Yeah, so John and Way are inviting us, the BDE via Zoom, to talk about the best and worst. We're going to be doing the best of show, like you mentioned, and then uh, in a few weeks, we're going to be joining them again for the worst of show. So we are super stoked to be joining the gods of wrestling podcasting, John Pollock and Wei Ting. I'm so, I'm so stoked to talk about the year that was of 2020. I have to start remembering things. Uh, at the Bray D, hit me up with what was going on in 2020 because a lot of bad shit. Thing is, every year you're like, David, what have you put for this? And I'm like, what? No, because then you're going to say it. There's so much bad stuff this year. I, I don't know. This is going to be a hard one for me, is what I mean. Uh, so we're, we're excited to do the best and worst of show. Uh, we'll probably be doing, we do up extra every week on the Patreon as well, where we talk about AEW. So we might do a little best. We don't need to go into, in so precise, but some best and worst of AEW dynamite, uh, next week as well there on the show. So lots of shows coming out. Um, and one last plug. Uh, tomorrow, 1 p.m., uh, we're going to be doing our Up Nextra AEW review live. So it's available for all of you live on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Up Next. Um, and sorry, Up Next podcast. Yes. Um, and we'll be getting a little Christmassy. It's Christmas Eve. We might do some gift exchanges. We'll talk a bit about AEW. So join us 1 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Yeah, the Thursday. Uh, and if not, the podcast available to all the patrons there again. But we're doing so many shows. We did a Krampus movie review this week. By the time you're listening to this on the Patreon Black Christmas, the OG Christmas horror movie from 1974. That's coming out. Uh, we had our December to Dismember that came out. We did a Starcade. We also have our best match ever 2020 part one, which is number 10 to six. 10 to six. I'm doing math. Yeah. So we got all of you, our listeners to help compile our top 10 list. We put our votes in and we're running through the top 10 matches. Part one coming out this weekend as well. So getting all super nerdy and intricate about the, the, the real, what is it? The barbershop talk where we talk about the best matches of the year. So part one this weekend and then in early January, part two, the, the top five will come out then. So many shows. And hey, maybe, you, you know, you, you, you want to support us on the holidays. You can. $5 a month North American tier gets you access to all these crazy shows and everything in the back catalog. But it's Christmas time. And we know, I, I mentioned John Away. They're the goats. But we, we can't, we can't not put out a Christmas show. We've got to. We got to. So our, our gift to you, a special up next Star Wars Christmas. Now I know what you're thinking. Some people are like, oh, Star Wars. We get a little festive 
as well. We might not just talk about Star Wars, but we're going to talk about what everyone's been waiting for, and that is our thoughts on The Mandalorian. Season yes. two. Yes, that season we two. We finally have the discussion that need, oh. needed to be had. We recorded this earlier uh, today, and I'll tell you, that we're putting it out. Uh, I'll put it out midnight Christmas. So I know it'll be the second show everyone listens to. I know, because I'll be listening to the other show too, but it'll be there for you. And uh, we'll talk about The Mandalorian. We'll talk yeah. about Star Wars. What else do we talk about on that show? Oh, well, you have to, you'll have to wait and see. Wait, is there, was there, I didn't look at what you sent me. Is there a different thing we're talking about on that show? No, Star no, no, Wars? No, no, I think that's it. Oh. I think that's it. Hmm. Okay. Well, that show will be free on this very feed as well, Christmas Day, like I said. So if you're into Star Wars and The Mandalorian, come along. And if, hey, even if you don't uh, listen to us, get all Christmassy and such. So that's a free show from us to you talking about The Mando and Star Wars. And we, we really nerd out and it's great. But again, for all the shows, all the stuff we do at Up Next Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, because we are doing a lot for holidays. What else is there to do? I can't see my family. We're bored. We're a family here, so we podcast. That's what we do. That's what we'll be doing. Yeah, we're here for you, wherever you may be. Now we can talk about NXT. Let's do it. Yes, NXT from December 23rd, 2020. And we're starting off hot. They they must have listened to us because we like when things start off with a bang. So why not start with a tag team title match, a street fight, the champions Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch going up against Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. And in the entrances, Drake and Killian come out and attack the champions here. And then uh there's they're setting up tables. It's a brawl. Um essentially it's all are they all Brits here? Drake Maverick's a Brit. Killian Dane's Oni's not. Oni's an honorary not. Yeah, Brit. Honorary, definitely. Hangs out with Pete Dunn and Birch. Uh, so there's tables set up ringside. Everyone's fighting. And then in the ring, there's these chairs stood up and set up. And it looks like Oni just gets thrown onto one. The chair just like bent. It looks nasty. There's then a drop toe hold and like a back senton combo from Drake and Killian Dane, who obviously want their revenge against team one two for that car park incident they've kind of never got their their justice for that uh so then there's dane who hits like body slam by lifting drake onto birch there's then a a high five attempt from drake but instead dane lifts him up and uses him as a weapon again this is a street fight but they're tagging in and out yeah so i i'm guessing it's no dq but you still have to have a legal man it's still pinfall within the ring okay so they're tagging in and out now. Uh, but then they hit like a more bang for your buck kind of pump kick Enzigiri combo in the corner. Uh, but there's feet on the rope, which also is a rule in street fights. Uh, there's then, uh, like a, a Dane who essentially tries to put Oni through the table, but instead runs right through it. We go to commercial when we come back. It's Oni who's like got his belt buckle or belt and he's like whipping Dane. Yeah, with Oni's it. taking da- uh, Dane's belt off. And he's take, he's take your, him nastily. Take your pants off and he's beating him with it, wrestling. And there's then belly to belly throws. There's a power bomb from Dane on Birch for a two count. Uh, Dane then like kind of gets there was table set up earlier kind of gets shoved off the apron but kind of doesn't really fall through the tables yeah they don't break unfortunately he just kind of falls and then they're beating the hell out of uh drake here like it's it's oni and birch is whipping him beating him up they then get the cricket bat 
and they attack the liver of Drake Maverick. Oh, that would be my weak spot if anyone ever tried to fight me. Yeah, definitely. Mine's okay at the moment. Yeah, right now. Yeah. It won't be in a couple of days. <laughs> this time tomorrow. Oh, boy. And they then hit the assisted Hilo DDT, and Oni and Birch retain the NXT tag team titles. And then Birch looks at the camera and says, you're looking at the best. Oi, you're looking at the best tag team right now. Um, There were things I liked about this and things I didn't like so much. Uh, I like uh, when it's a street fight, people coming out in their kind of street fight gear. Street I kind of liked gear. Drake Maverick sort of dressed like Dane coming out in the sleeveless black shirt and jeans. <laughs> but I think because he's so tiny, especially compared to Dane, yeah. it was quite fun. I like that uh, Dane and Drake have kind of got a bit more tag team chemistry now. They they were trying some double team moves. I found quite funny the moment Drake goes for the high five and Dane just picks him up and starts spinning him around to knock over people. Um I thought I thought it was a real shame that table didn't break because obviously on a pay-per-view, like on the network, you're not really stuck for time too much, so you can just do the spot again. But on TV, you've really got to stick with those time cues. And it just looked like Dane just fell on the outside and he was out for the rest of the match. Yeah. Whereas the idea was he was going to crash through. They should have hit him with another move. Yeah, they should have. But time-wise, I don't know if you can do that or not. True. It, it was a real shame because um, it kind of made the end of the match slightly fall apart a bit. I think so. Um, I think, look, the, both these teams aren't... I, I would go to say I don't think they're anyone's favourite teams. I think I, I like all four guys. I think they can put on quite good matches. If I were to compare, I'd put them similar level to like the Natural Nightmares and Butcher and the Blade in AEW, who had a very similar kind of match a few weeks ago that I think the match graphic came up and you kind of go, huh. And then it was a lot of fun. It was really good and kind of more of a street fight than this. This was a few kind of just typical table spots, table spot, chairs. Yeah. Wasn't bad though. Um, it was fine. I just, I thought they could have really tried to prove themselves a bit more with this one. And I don't think they quite hit that level. Uh, the Twitch chat is saying that it looked like Birch and Lorcan maybe were trying to call an audible, trying to talk to the ref, like, Hey, can we stretch this? But maybe they oh, said really? no. Uh, I don't, okay. I, I didn't look, I didn't watch back, but it seemed like they could have maybe tried to do a better finish, but the match itself was fine. Uh, I think Oni and, and Danny here should like, they're the, t- they're the champions. They had to win this match, but is, are we going with the vets? The next, like, title contention. They don't have to defend it for a little while now. But. I think you'll have some sort of multi-man, because you've got the Vets, you've got Imperium, you've got um, Ever-Eyes, who are all around. Um, oh, yeah, Ever-Eyes. Where, where were they when Kevin Owens needed him? Yeah. <laughs> Montreal, um, Quebec. Yeah, I, I thought the win was good for Roni and Danny as well. They needed to to kind of be pushed up a bit after War Games, mm-hmm. like have a few winning. They are games. champions. They are the champs, yeah. yeah. Uh, we get in the festive spirit because it's a very Gargano Christmas. Part one of this uh, thing throughout the show. Yeah. Uh, it's the way to festive cheer. And uh, we, you know, you always hear about Elf on a Shelf. Well, how about a Gargano on a piano? Love it. Because here we have Johnny Gargano in a festive Christmas suit. Looking ridiculous. Only heels wear those kind of suits, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. He's playing on a piano here, and he is Gargano on a piano, 
Uh, great shot. Uh, he's, he's talking about how he likes family Christmas moments and he likes to keep it old school. So he gets the, the like camcorder out, like classic Christmas movies. Yeah. I, it felt real kind of. Yeah, your childhood Christmases on the old school cameras, not your digital cameras. It was nice. And, and then he's, he's filming Austin Theory, Indy Hartwell with a neck brace. She's there. And Theory's eating a cookie and he does his best, Gargano does his best Arnold jingle all the way impression by put the cookie down, put it down, put it down. And Johnny's giving Theory his Christmas gift, which is Johnny Gargano protein powder. Way protein powder. Wow. Yeah. So it's the way. The way. Because it's, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. So now Austin Theory is going to grow up to be big and strong just like you, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. There, I don't know. There were some jokes here. It kind of all fell flat. He me. said, you'll be Austin Takeover in no time. Yes. So he's trying to, he's, they're basically, the Garganos are now grooming their younger friends here to become them. Yep. Like replicas of themselves. So... Uh, more on that. On uh, we'll we'll go back to the other ones. But uh, how's your first take on the Gargano Christmas? It was fine. <laughs> like there, it was just a bit flat. I, I love their commitment. I think I say this every week. I think their commitment to the bits are, are great. Well, like maybe good, we'll yeah. But we'll, just the all the. I think the jokes are meant to be bad. I think that's what they're trying to do. Like mm. Johnny was doing all these lame puns and stuff. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's Christmas, so I'll let it pass. But yeah, he was doing mm. all Christmassy puns, and yeah, it was weird. Uh, but we'll we'll touch more as we go into sure. them because there's there's other ones. We have a video for Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor, New Year's Evil in two weeks, the rematch of the ages. Kyle says, "Finn, you're good, but maybe you're my gargano to my cole like you're my guy i need to fight with and we're destined to do this another ko reference there uh finn says that there's a lot of bluffers in this business as soon as you lock up with someone in the beginning of a match you know everything about them if they're scared if they're nervous if they're strong if they're cool like all that you know it and that fight everything was a struggle and then they talk about the liver shot they love liver shots in wrestling oh yeah this was a big liver shot though from that match and the moment that stole the show, the knee to the jaw, breaking Finn Balor's jaw. And Kyle says, there's three metal plates now in your jaw. And Finn says, yeah, well, people forget who won the match. I did it. And you can shatter my jaw, but I will shatter your legacy. So that match in two weeks, I'm super excited for that. We've been talking about kind of the best matches of the year. I personally think Kyle and Finn is definitely has to be talked about. Yeah, I think they're building this rivalry up well. It's a rivalry of respect and the kind of, as much as it sucks for Balor having his jaw broken, legit, it adds to this story so much because it's, yeah, Finn won the match, but who was the real one left standing at the end of that? Um, so I, I'm all for this match. Uh, so... I, I, I'm excited. I think maybe next week they'll do maybe a, some sort of face-to-face promo or, I don't know, contract signing or something wrestling type to kind of get more. I, I, I'd like a pull apart, but we kind of see one later yeah. tonight. So, uh, but I mean, you, you already sold me I, on I this I don't match. really know if we need much more. Yeah. You one. sold me it's, on it. It's not a personal feud. It's Kyle's won his way into this position. And last time he was this close to beating Finn. And we know it's going to be a killer match. It's only a couple of weeks away. I, I, I kind of think it's okay where it is. 
Uh, the Twitch chat's telling us that we missed the No Way Jose joke in the Johnny Gargano Christmas, the first segment there. Right. Wow. <laughs> Remember that guy? Yeah. Does he still work there? No. No Way Jose? No. Oh, man. No, he worked a No bunch. way. <laughs> worked a bunch during the pandemic, and then they were like, all right, you can be fired now. Oh, man. That's not the way. Uh, we have Tyler Rust. He's backstage with Malcolm Bivens. Bivens says Rust had one of the best debuts in NXT. And tonight, Rust and and me, Malcolm Bivens, we will show that he is a diamond in the rust. Let's go make some money as they walk off. You know Malcolm Bivens is an awful customer. Like, I yeah. would hate to serve this guy at a restaurant. Yeah, You what, know he's complaining about something. What does he order? Something. What would this guy order? He, he'd order something very particular. Specific. He'd order the steak, have it. Want it cooked a very specific way, will complain that it's slightly charred or something. You know, no, he wants his steak well done with ketchup. <laughs> no, no, I don't see that at all. But yeah, I think this guy's very particular and I Chipotle wouldn't want to ketchup. Him. But great manager. I'm enjoying him. And I, I think it was a shame that the industry thing didn't work out, not because of them necessarily, but because I like seeing this guy i think he's great yeah we yeah. he's they've been just letting him chill for a while mm. he could be like a main figure here I think, so. I, I think we've been miss we've been missing out of what he's capable of doing i guess he's not the the manager of indashir because they've moved on to nxt india I, I guess maybe yeah looking that way yeah we haven't really talked about that on this show but nxt india nxt italy Hey, we kept talking about how we wish we were Italian. And Is NXT be, Italy? There's going to be an NXT No, sorry, not NXT. Oh, imagine. <laughs> I'm like, that is the randomest. <laughs> I'm off. I'm on one or something. I, maybe I just want to see that. NXT Italy. I think, I mean, NXT Mexico. Oh, you're going to make the flags. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> <a> similar flags. <laughs> I saw a logo today and I was like, oh, it's yeah. It's like, you're in the UK. But hold on. Check it for a second. NXT Italy. That would be pretty lit. It would just be Fabian Eichner. Fabian Eichner, yeah. That would be it. <laughs> what other famous, like the FBI, Nunzio? I mean, okay, if you're talking Italian-Americans, but if we're talking like... Actual, actual Italians. Like, full-blooded Italians. Oh my God, NXT NXT Italy sounds great. Uh, I, I'm I'm in for it. No, NXT everywhere. Look, we talked about how there might be NXT Japan, NXT Mexico. Is WWE just going to start making all these shows? Um, you know, I'm if they start off NXT Mexico with a tournament like the uh, Cruiserweight Classic UK Championship, I will definitely watch that. Like a, a lucha yeah. tournament, be I'd be really into that. Don't know about. I mean, the proof is with NXT UK. I don't think I'll be watching weekly TV, but I'm always down for a tournament. Yeah, I feel like. If it's going to be some sort of like feeder system, like NXT UK is like on this island and then puts out a banger match that is on a lot of people's match of the year list as well with Walter and Dragunov. But it's like, do you watch that show weekly? Now they're, they're t- we haven't mentioned also Ben Carter. Yeah. Uh, welcome to our NXT worldwide chat uh, for a sec here. Ben Carter, the guy everyone was going nuts about with the AEW and Impact stuff, the Seth Rollins prodigy. And mm. now he's signed to UK and he's coming. That's that's a cool move for mm-hmm. NXT UK. It's in the right direction yeah. for Brit Ress. Just tell me when the next Volta defense is and I'll watch. Then we'll watch you know? that against Ben Carter. Yeah, sure. Or I heard Walter's fighting a kid. Yeah, he's fighting a kid. He's fighting a kid? Yeah. A kid. Kid. A kid. A kid. Yes. A kid, yeah. Which seems pretty interesting. I'll have to check that out, to be honest. Like, I, I, I like Walter. It's just 
count. I'm not watching the whole show. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's the thing. There's there's too many people there I don't really care about. And like I I'm not I'm just not interested. But I am interested in Volta title defences and uh if I'm told to watch a good like a great match, I'll watch it. But I'm not necessarily tuning in for a good match. I I'm telling you, NXT Italy though, it'll be fucking lit. Yeah. Just, just wait. Literally, <laughs> but Get of course, you of can little, keep little. up to date with NXT UK main event two hundred five live and AEW Dark on Shot in the Dark every Wednesday morning, free on the Patreon, hosted by John Ceno Evil. Yeah, you can listen to that show for free. He'll talk all about that show. I know he would be down for an NXT Italy. He's already foaming at the mouth with his uh, with his puns. Uh, well, I don't know how we got into there, but we got there. But we're going to go now to some cruiserweight action. Isaiah Swerve Scott, who's got this new attitude, going one-on-one against Jake Atlas. The storyline here is Swerve uh, got pinned by Atlas, so he's, he was a, he was mean. And now he's got this this like chip on his shoulder, and he wants to prove that he can beat Jake here. And he's got this like swagger. I think I mentioned he's got like the gold tooth now, looking like – is it Harry from – Home Alone? <laughs> right. Mar- Marv. Marv is the other one. Marv's the other one? Yeah. Harry, okay, Harry. is... D- is yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Joe Pesci. Yeah, and he always says Marv, so... Marv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched uh, Doc on Netflix. There's this show. It's like only like 30, 40 minutes. Each episode's about like just behind the scenes of how movies were made, a mm. specific movie each episode. The way Home Alone was put together and filmed is insane. The story behind it is crazy. It's all filmed in like a set they made. Out the outside are just exterior shots of the house, right. and the rest was filmed in like a school. And like, it's watch yeah. this; it's pretty interesting. Marv. I love how Netflix right now doesn't have Home Alone because yeah. it's on Disney Plus, so they're promoting Richie Rich. <laughs> Great. I'm sure they're just trying Same. to trick people. The Page it's like, Master. It's Christmas, and there's Macaulay Culkin there. I'm watching this film. <laughs> Richie Rich wasn't very good. I don't. I didn't like. I saw the new fucking Disney. Mighty Ducks thing, and I'm fucking losing my mind about that. I don't know. I don't know if, When's that coming out? Uh, yeah, from, Mighty Ducks. Is yeah, the was the thing back? Yeah. Oh man, Emilio's fucking in, Emilio is fucking in it, and I'm stoked. Uh, that Disney Plus thing keeps getting my money. I, I swear. The Soul movie coming out this week looks you need, lit. They need to have like a a shitty coach, and like the team's losing, and then an X wing shows up. <laughs> it's Emilio. Emilio Estevez comes out. <laughs> I was say Charlie Sheen comes out. Or <laughs> they got to get the the dude from the Creek. <laughs> I don't know that song. Dawson Creek. Oh, okay. Dawson's Creek. Well, he was in the Mighty Ducks, wasn't he? The dude from the Creek, not Dawson. What were we talking about? <laughs> Isaiah Swerve Scott there versus Jake Atlas <laughs> on NXT. Swerve uh, is way more aggressive and hits like a series of boots, stomping a mud hole to Jake in the corner here. Continues to put the boots to him. Atlas like finally catches one, does like a kip up and then does a dragon screw onto Swerve here. They go to commercial. When we come back, Atlas hits this like innovative rotating sunset flip for a near fall. He goes for the cartwheel DDT, which on Twitter he said he wants to start calling the Stonewall DDT, which is Pretty great name for that with the some of the historical references. I don't see them allowing him to use it, but uh, I, they didn't call it that here. But he didn't hit it because as he's doing the cartwheel, he's getting super kicked upside down from Swerve, which looks great. Uh, and now Swerve is definitely playing this more of a heel character. He's like getting a little cocky that he's in control. There's then a pump kick. They're fighting up on the top rope and... 
it's Jake who goes for a like avalanche poison Rana off the top here, but Swerve lands on his feet. They then hit like a series of kicks. Someone had just watched Osprey versus Ibushi because they do the, the same. camera shot was the same. It's Atlas like looking over his shoulder, being <laughs> what happened. They they did the whole spot. Yeah, it looked great. Like it looks great, but yeah, definitely like reminded me of that as well. I was thinking Osprey for sure, or, or maybe uh, Ricochet. Uh, Kenny, maybe PWG stuff. Um, there's then like a roll up exchange back and forth, but swerve in the ropes with Jake. The referee's getting a little too close. It's swerve with like a side headbutt kind of, uh, mm. what is it? Zidane Zidane or <laughs> Zidane? <laughs> yeah, that guy. Uh, and then as Jake's like got his hands on the ropes, it's swerve who lifts him up in the air and it used to be called the J, JBL driver, JML, JML driver. driver. Now it's the confidence boost. And Swerve pins Atlas. And this is how Swerve got his, his groove confidence ba- his boost. Groove back. His Swerve back, yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah, what do you think of this match? I thought this was a pretty good match. It was entertaining. Um, I, there's something about both these guys that I really, I really like and I enjoy their matches, but there's something missing for me and I can't quite put my finger on it. Maybe it's just because it was Jake Atlas's theme. I mean, That's he, what yeah, was he didn't get his no entrance. entrance. But maybe it's just because we haven't had enough time with hearing them talk. Or or maybe it's just this division right now has kind of lost its focus. Again, then mentioning that Kurt Stallion is number one contender, yet we're having a, a match between these two guys. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is, but I, I think I'm going to maybe enjoy Swerve a bit more now he's got this edge i think he's playing it pretty well but just something's missing for me i'm not seeing them as stars yet i agree they're 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 just putting on a little match here there wasn't really i get the story that they're trying to go but it's definitely not at a at a level like i remember it was about it was a year ago wasn't it we had the leo rush angel gaza series of matches right and they were fantastic and we were getting excited because we were seeing I mean, nothing's really mounted with either guy. I know they're yeah. starting again with Angel Garza and Raw. But we saw something, and I'm not seeing that with these guys yet. And it's not to take anything away from the match. The match was perfectly fine. Yeah. It's it's something, the next level, next step. Is that to, it? Yeah, yeah, something going on there. But I, I see potential in both both mm. guys here. I like where it's going. It could go lead to somewhere good. Uh, a little, little feud here. Uh, Cole and Strong, Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, they're backstage, the tag team, the newest tag team. You said you wanted to see Cole and Roddy as the tag. Mm. Well, they, they're here as a tag. And Roddy says that cool Kyle himself beat Peter Dune, the dork, and now he's going to get his revenge against Finn Balor and take what's rightfully his. But both guys are interrupted. Are you ready for your early Christmas gift? Oh, yeah. Velveteen Dream shows up, interrupts them. And he says, isn't it crazy how the mighty have fallen? Yep. Cole heard enough of his shit already and just slaps him and says, there's no leader of the Undisputed Era. We're all equal. How about tonight I run you into the ground, you friggin' moron, and walks off. And uh, tonight we're going to see Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream. I Yeah, I think there's something with NXT. I like that they've been they promote ahead their matches. And I feel the last couple of weeks, they've had the main event of the night just being thrown together on the show. We had, I think Rhea 
Dakota could have headlined tonight. Um, mm-hmm. Look, I just, I'm not going to go on about it, but I'm just not thrilled to see Dream on yeah. this show. Um, especially not main eventing just before Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah, um, that's it. Let's move on. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> that's what it is. Timothy Thatcher is backstage. He says, Champa wanted to fight me. He came to me. He, he got in my face. Well, it doesn't happen too often around here that people go face to face to, to want their fight. Like people usually do it from behind. You tried to take my ear off. I tried to take your neck. My lesson though is not complete. Well, there's, there's no respect now. I'm not, I, I'm going to have to be the tough guy. I'm going to have to take liberties tonight with Leon Ruff and Champa. I can tell you now I want to fight you. So he's making it clear that he's not done with this fight, with this feud with Champa and he's going to make casualty out of Leon Ruff in his match later tonight. Pretty good promo, I thought. If the story is now I, now you have my attention. Yeah, there's nothing flashy about his promo, but I think I'm starting to warm to it because it, it just feels like a sportsman. You know, it, it feels like a sportsman leading up to a big match where it's just kind of matter of fact. Look, you've done this to me. I've done this to you. Now let's just have this out and fight. Um, I'm okay with it. I think it suits his character. Uh, I'm a, I finished the show, uh, Ted Lasso. I'm obsessed with it. Okay. And Thatcher reminds me of this guy, Roy, on the show. I've decided he's him. He's jacked and scary. I'm gonna look him up. He has teeth, though. He has, he has nice teeth. I think the actor okay. also helped put the show together. But oh, yeah, I know this guy. What do I know this guy? Shout out Jason Sudeikis. Ted Lasso had me rolling. Uh, this is my brutality. Rhea Ripley going one on one against Dakota Kai. And Raquel Gonzalez has been barred from ringside. No Raquel. Dakota's got to do it on her own. Uh, early on, Dakota is like on the apron, almost slips, but then does this like arm breaker, shoulder breaker to Rhea. They go to picture in picture and it's Kai working down, grinding down on Rhea. Uh, Rhea hits this like one armed kind of powerbomb escape and then some sort of like face plant. Kai comes back with her scorpion kick, which I still do not know how she does this move. It's like the kicking someone with your own foot over. Power Ranger kick? Yeah, like, I don't know. Yellow Ranger kick. Uh, there's then, like, Rhea who hits the electric chair face plant, another face plant there for a two count. Kai comes back with the face wash in the corner, but gets tied up into the prism trap by Rhea Ripley as Raquel is just on the entrance ramp now. She's not allowed to be ringside, but she can watch from the ramp that's the rules here and wrestlers always follow those and Raquel's just watching somehow Kai gets out of it and then hits the like running flipping chiropractor Vic Joseph doesn't know the name I'm sorry I have to continue to, to out my boy Vic Joseph but uh I could you know I could give him my notes <laughs> chiropractor she's been using it for a while hits that move for a two count because Vic just goes whoa Dakota Kai whoa great uh, but then Kai kind of gets dumped out of there. It's only a two count. And Rhea ends up hitting the Riptide for the win. Rhea pins Dakota, Cly- Dakota Kai clean here. And, well, I, we can just jump into the after the match mm-hmm. because Raquel Gonzalez comes down to the ring. And they get nose to nose. But then the referees are out here trying to separate them. There's trainers coming out here. And Rhea's like, hey, you want some? You want some? And they're trying to fight. They're trying to brawl. Rhea, they're getting the big, huge pull apart here. The trainer, I, th- I swear I thought I saw Steve Carino. Yeah. 
Scotty Too Hotty was in there. Oh, that's right. Of course. Turn it up. Uh, and Rhea does the great spot where she's like, all right, I'm, I'm cool. And then does the running back the to try to get jump. in it. Yeah. yeah. I love a good pull apart. Not used enough in wrestling. Um, and they get pulled apart here. And this feud's got to continue. These two. there's NXT's not big enough for the both of them. I, I love a pull apart. Yeah. The, ma- the match was fine, but it like it was perfectly good and gave Rhea a solid win. Um, thought Dakota worked well. I, I really like her work. Um, but yeah, it was all about this pull apart. And I think it was, it was cool and kind of refreshing seeing it with two badass women as well that, that all these men can't even hold yeah, them back. Yeah, I love it. They're I love it. Going for it. Uh, made me more hyped for this match. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Wait, what match? Been an, I haven't said it yet. Can <laughs> we just get to it? I guess, uh, because there's a spot where later in the show, I'll just say it now. Yeah. Dexter Loomis, who's the host of New Year's Evil, he's sketching something. And when he shows later on, it's a picture that he sketched the caricatures of Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez in a last woman standing match at New Year's Evil, which is now officially added to the show. So, yeah. Yeah. It sounds great. Um, this this show is looking completely stacked. Um, very much looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll continue on. We'll give we'll go run down the card as we go through the matches. But yeah, yeah, so far this card is looking stacked. I'm super excited to see Raquel and Rhea again. The last time they locked up was great, but this time with this stipulation, it's gonna get wild. Yeah, it, I think a stipulation is actually probably needed for this. It, it the feud's got to that level. I, yeah, I'm for it. More Gargano Christmas. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Gargano, Johnny, he's got the camcorder out, and he's going to give Indy her gift now. And it's a box. It's a big box. She opens it, and it's a PS5 box. Johnny said, sorry, yeah, I kept the PS5, but I'm giving you the box uh, because I got you something better. I got you something better than a PS5. I got you the family nickname. You will now be known as... Indy Hartwell? No, 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 no. Indy Wrestling. <laughs> and that's that's better than a PS5. We support Indy Wrestling. <laughs> As theories like crying, eating cookies, Christmas cookies here. Uh, as we fade out. as We'll get more Johnny Christmases. But uh, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, they support indie wrestling. We support indie wrestling too. Yes. Just hard in 2020. Not much of it going on. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, these are fine. Uh, I don't know. Sorry, I don't have too much to say about... Imagine getting a segments. PS5, but then it's just the box. One of my friends posted a picture in our like chat group today. Yeah. Um, from a friend of his. Um, Happened to a friend of a friend of mine. No, showing a positive pregnancy test. Oh. It was like, wow, like what a great Christmas. But it was in the same, like, the pregnancy test was sat on top of the PS5 box. Nice. And the, like, status wasn't commenting on what's made it a good Christmas. <laughs> you just got the PS5 there and the pregnancy test. Great. You got to put what's important first. It's like, yeah, you'll, you'll go through, uh, Labor whilst I'm designing my dick on cyberpunk. I Have guess. you tried that? It's great. <laughs> <laughs> my buddy said I'm I got right with the one I, I got. got. <laughs> so I got cyberpunk. I'm like, huh, I'm on my way. Let me check this out. <laughs> uh, very interesting. Um, I can't say I'm getting it for my PS4 though. It doesn't look like it's working too well. No. Uh, but I like Keanu though. He'll sell me on anything. <laughs> Point break. So, uh, 
Gargano's Christmas. We'll get there's more of it, so we'll go back to that. But Tony Storm is backstage. Well, I I think it's Tony Storm. I'm pretty sure it was Cruella Deville. Um, those of you that watch Corey, oh, it's Bet Lynch in Corey. You showed me if a you picture don't watch now. Corey. Look up Bet Lynch. Love it. I uh, it was a it was a choice she made. So what I mean by is Tony Storm is wearing a like cheetah fur coat. Yeah, and then uh, I love the coat. It's definitely the Cruella Deville vibe. But then she's wearing some sort of like sailors police black hat with like chains. It looked then, like she got it off of Alicia Fox. Yeah, she's definitely like at a club in Boys Town or something. I don't know what was going on with this vibe. I liked it. I, it did remind me of an old like you said. It reminds you of someone from Coronation Street. I I liked it. I I didn't like it at all because but- it made me hate her. Okay. Yeah, like, you look ridiculous. Yeah, she did look ridiculous. She looked <laughs> in a, very I, ridiculous. I think in a good way, but okay. yeah. I mean, she's a heel. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, exactly. This is how a heel should dress. <laughs> no, I, I don't... She's been watching Miro <laughs> yeah, on yeah. AEW and like, huh, okay. I'd rather There's something that. in that. I think I'm, 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 uh, warming up to Miro's fashion now. I feel like I'm, compared to shit like this. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Storm says she has her, I set on the NXT women's champion, Io Shirai. And that, you know, she kind of just shit talks Io here. Like, I'm going to beat you. I, w- I have your number. I'm going to beat you. This feud seems like it's kind of coming out of left field considering Raquel Pindio. But I guess we're holding off on that. I'll get to that after something yeah. that happens a bit later. We have the main event. Zaya Lee. And Boa. Oh, yeah. Another one of these videos. It shows recaps of the, the kicks that Zaya Lee does. More roundhouse to the chest, but this time he's like, he, he can absorb he it. He can absorb it. Yeah. He's taking it now. He's fired up and we see them in like the tubs of water, but this time they're like not in pain. They're like enjoying it. They're again, like absorbing this and the, all the shots of them opening their eyes and opening their eyes. And then it shows the, 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 the hooded figure, the, the woman, mysterious woman with the face paint. Her eyes open as it fades to uh, cuts to black. I, I think we're getting at least one of these two at New Year's Evil. Yes. I feel like it's like their training is almost complete, it seems, and it's reaching that peak. And I think they're going to make a big impact at New Year's Evil. Zia Lee making a big impact with the debuting like leader or person. Trainer. I could see Zia Lee being involved with um, the last woman standing match. Oh, okay. Because uh, she called out Raquel Gonzalez, remember, and then didn't she no showed? Mm. Um, so I can see her being involved either for the finish or after the match to take out Raquel um, and Boa, maybe North American. Um, hmm. Oh, that's that's next week, isn't it? Well, we'll get there. But yeah. yeah, I think they've got to make a big impact when they come back. Yeah, beat roster. some people up. They do, and they, yeah. I think at a high level, and they've got to get some wins. I just want to see the new killer, Zia Yeah, Lee. me too. Yeah, the lethal weapon. Oh. That's what I want to see. Uh, Colossal Bronson Reed, the Colossal One. He is back. Remember him? I miss this guy, actually. I'm happy to see this oh, guy. Oh, I'm glad. He, I think he's needed. He, he comes out with this new... Uh, he's got an awesome theme song, I think. But in the whole like monster gimmick, movie monster. But now he's got like this jacket... That looks like a city skyline. And then he's got Godzilla around his neck, I think, is what he's going for. I think so, yeah. It looks like 1998 Godzilla, which I think is a rib. The Matthew, Matthew Broderick. Broderick one. Oh, yeah. If In Godzilla... I loved it at the time. Godzilla Final Wars, that Godzilla returns and, like, fights in the giant, like, Godzilla Royal Rumble. Fantastic. 
Okay. That's great. I wonder what Bronson I'll take reads. Take your word for it. I wonder what his favorite Godzilla movie is because he comes out. I bet with... he hasn't even seen him. Oh no! That that's when he when he turns no, heel. No. When he turns heel, he's like, don't even know what this is, but this dragon is. <laughs> when he turns heel, he'll dress up as Mothra or Mecha Godzilla. No, don't say that. Oh God, don't be true. No, he knows. I bet he knows his stuff. Uh, he's clearly a Godzilla fan over King Kong, as am I. But the colossal one is going up against Ashanti the Adonis, and. Ashanti tries to bring it to him right away with strikes, but it's not working. Bronson Reed drops him and then hits the senton. But, like, no, he just looks like there's no effort, but then it just looks so, like, devastating because he's – I love the way he does it. I think he's got one of the best ones going where he just flies in the air for a bigger guy. He's got hang time mm. and then just sentons the guy. Just oh, he insane. looks so painful. And then as I'm like, oh, he's got hang time, he climbs up for the tsunami splash and, again, like – for his size, he's got air. He's got height there. Where he, he's in the air for a extended period of time. It feels like as he comes crashing down with the tsunami splash. So the the tsunami, like the the kind of big splash, superfly kind of thing. I can see how you can protect the other guy doing that. A senton, like you're just letting that dude jump on you. Yeah, I like. <laughs> I'm watching it and go. Look, I know they they try and make this like yeah. some of it hurts, and they try and make it so it doesn't hurt that much. I, I don't want Bronson Reed jumping on me like that. It looked so painful. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's how Candace got injured in that War Games match. Apparently, her arm is not as hurt bad as she thought, but okay, still, good. like, she got hurt from that. Yeah, and that's yeah. the same move, a senton, but that was off a ladder. But Bronson Reed coming back here with the tsunami splash, winning his match, and then giving the claw hand sign, the claw, and he says... The Colossal One is back. Everyone be afraid. Adonis had absolutely nothing here. I know he's been a bit of a, um, a fixture on 205. We've seen him a, a little bit in NXT as well, but this was a straight squash match. Yeah, yeah. But I'm glad Bronson's back. Yeah, me too. I, I like this guy. I think there's a lot of potential for this guy to go really far. I, I like his style. I like the, the crossover with the monster stuff so it's far. Cool. It's cool. Io Shirai is backstage. Mackenzie Mitchell is trying to get a word in, and Io's kind of in a in a rush here. She's walking around. She says, uh, "Hey, uh, I I heard what Tony Storm said." And then she points over at someone and says, "Hey, hit my music." And then she comes out, storms down to the ring. Uh, I will say, uh, Io Shirai noted not wearing the NXT Women's Championship. She doesn't has it, and she just doesn't have it with her. She sets up a chair, almost hits herself with the chair, sets it up in the ring, sits down and says, Tony, come on out here. So waiting for Tony Storm. As she's waiting, she's attacked from behind by Mercedes Martinez, returning here to NXT. Mercedes beats up EO. EO tries to fight back, but then there's like a DVD into like the wall, and then Mercedes just throws EO into the bottom part, crashing through the bottom part of the announce table, leaving Io Shirai laying as uh, Mercedes coming back for her NXT retribution. Yeah, I she dodged a bullet, didn't she? <laughs> like, wow. Um, I, yeah, it was weird that she didn't come out with the title, but maybe it was just, it was more, she's kind of in a, her dressing room with a title on the desk, and then she's seen what Tony said and was like, right, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Got up and stormed. I loved the whole... Like, Mackenzie is like, did you hear? She's like, yep, hit my music. <laughs> I, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, she's Just badass. Just seeing her storm to she's the ring. Great. It was really cool. Um, now, what you were saying earlier is like, I'm a bit confused. Tony's calling for a title shot, but Raquel won the war games. 
I'm now kind of getting with this Mercedes attack. I think they're just highlighting how strong their women's division is right now. The women are such a focus on this show. And I wouldn't even be surprised if this is building towards some kind of like six woman match at some point. But I think it's going, look, we've got all these threats for Rio mm-hmm. and all these people who I, I could see all of them as champ at some point. And I actually now I've kind of turned a corner with it where I'm like, okay, well, I thought we were going to Raquel versus EO, but now I'm, I'm just looking at how strong the roster is. Uh, look, if this was main roster, I'd be assuming we're going towards an elimination chamber. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what it feels like. And I'm not saying NXT are going to do that, but they could do their own spin on something like that. An extreme elimination chamber? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with crowbars throw hardcore holly in there uh yeah i i am interested in seeing where this goes because i think mercedes you're right definitely dodged a bullet there not mm. not going forward with the retribution stuff she's a fantastic wrestler and oh i'm so pleased she's yeah back. i'm i'm a big fan of mercedes martinez so I'm, I'm interested in seeing where this goes does eo have to fight off all these people why didn't she have the title here uh, I think EO's great and I love this like hey hit my music stuff she's she's bad. Cool. she's really cool she's already badass so like I love when she acts like that and she is the champion we go to Johnny Gargano Christmas the final one here and it's Johnny we see Padme the dog mm-hmm. hanging around here it's time for the last gift Johnny's got something for Candace I love how he keeps pointing the camera at my love at the North American title yeah. and not his wife he says, uh, I got something for you. And he hands Candace a gift. And I first thought it was EO's title that maybe he stole it and wrapped it and gave it to Candace. Like that would be another kind of story added to that line there. It's like, yeah, cause we didn't see it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I thought that's definitely where it was going, but instead Candace unwraps a destroyed wheel from Shotzi's original tank. Johnny says, I spent 17 hours in a junkyard digging through rubble to find remnants of her tank for our general of war. I got you this. It's like a, it's like a trophy for you. And she's, she's kind of like, Oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> it's like when you get something you don't really like for Christmas, but you got to pretend anyway. It's one of the things I, I hate about receiving presents. Yeah. I'm, I just, I'm not good at, even when I like something. <laughs> Even when I, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. I still go, oh, thanks, and sound so <laughs> insincere. Um, yeah, may, maybe we talked about Mercedes Martinez dodging a bullet. Maybe I dodged a bullet this year. Just, just don't do Christmas. Uh, for those who want to join us on the uh, BDE Elite up next to show live on Twitch, we're going to be doing a little gift exchange ourselves. Yeah, you can BD. see how thrilled I'll be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I bring it up. I'm like, great. No, I know I'm you're going to... I'm the seeds now for if I do actually hate it. I'll be like, no, Braden, I, I already told you. I used to be so ruthless as a kid. Told you. A cousin for a birthday once gave me uh, CDs and it was Nickelback. Right. And one was uh, Black Eyed Peas. Okay. And I was like... Was it Elephant at that? Yeah, it was. It was. And I said, and I said, Oh, I'm interested in Elephunk, but, uh, to be honest, I'm going to return Nickelback. And then they went and told my aunt who went and told my, my, like, mom or dad. And they're like, Yo, why is he such a dick? I was like, 12. I'm like, Yeah, fuck Nickelback. I, the older I get, the more I, I think my, my brother and I were always pretty good with presents with my parents. But 
I just find it so sad. I find it so sad when someone puts all this effort in, like yeah. parents put all this effort in, and a kid's like, oh, I don't want this. It, it makes me cry. Sucks. It makes me really sad. It's interesting now as like a 29-year-old, that socks and underwear is all I want. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've, I had a parcel arrive today from my mum and it, it looks like it's clothes and I'm, I'm fine with that. Clothes to wear out when you go out everywhere? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Shout out to anyone who bought a great wardrobe right before the pandemic hit and then you're like, "Mm." well, I I hope you're keeping it nice. Yeah. Keeping it nice and fresh. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've been doing with my wrestling shirts. Yeah. The nice ones. They're, They're kept away. I do need a purge, to be honest, of all my stuff. Yeah. We'll donate to charity. Yeah wrestling shirts to charity well the gargano christmas ends with them getting together for a christmas photo and theory's eating his protein powder and then as the picture takes it's like he accidentally blew his coke everywhere (laughs) (laughs) as they pose before a gargano christmas these were fine it's christmas they were always gonna do something i just none of the jokes really landed with me i like johnny's suit it was a nice suit. And I liked the way it was filmed. I thought it was filmed like a kind of Christmas movie and stuff. But just, I felt the jokes fell flat. I, I kind of agree. I, I like Johnny Gargano. And I think he he will take anything he does and like puts 100% into it and like yeah. goes with it. And the heel character is working for me. Obviously, people were critical of like the, the dinner segments he does and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But he's still working pretty well with it, I find. But I thought here the jokes were kind of like not really funny. Yeah. And I know he's hurting because AEW gets to do the Christmas story <laughs> one and, you know, all that. But it was kind of just like there. And I, I don't know. I, it it, it kind of fell flat for me. And then uh, here I, I – on we're an NXT show, but I started the show by gushing over like a, another wrestler from another show, Kenny Omega. Johnny Gargano is one of the best. And this is what – like he's a mountain. I mean, I think that's one of that's why it's the hurting. problems I have with yeah. it as well. It's – this isn't – you have on Raw our truth dressed up as Father Christmas, and I'm like, yeah, I'm fine with that. This is one of the best wrestlers in the world, one of my favorite wrestlers. It's like, yeah, you're doing it well, but come on. And you're giving a guy protein powder and stuff. I'm like, you should be the champ. Like, I know you're a champion now, but and I know it's Christmas, but like, yeah, I don't know. Something didn't really click for these ones for me that I, I kind of was like, oh, yeah. Uh, but now it's Austin. Was it Austin Takeover and indie wrestling? Yeah. So. That's going to be their their names going forward. We have Timothy Thatcher going one-on-one against Leon Ruff, the former North American champion. Right away, Thatcher is like like roughing up Ruff, working his face and like grinding on his mouth and like beating just, him up. He just smothers him. He yeah, he pretty much like smothers him. Murder him at it's some pretty point. fucked up. He smothers his mouth. It's really weird. Uh, there's a headlock battle, but every time Ruff tries to get offense, he just gets in a European uppercut, the snap half hat suplex, then like knees to the body. And then, yeah, he's like smothering. And the ref's like, yo, dude, that's weird. Stop, stop doing that, Thatcher. Uh, and then there's a belly to belly. And then, Ruff somehow fights back and goes for like his lunatic lariat, but Thatcher just no sells it. Again, Ruff does his double springboard going for like the cutter, but that's just welcomed by another European uppercut. And then it's Ruff who somehow gains a small package to Thatcher and pins him. Leon Ruff pins Thatcher right away. Thatcher is pissed off, attacks Leon Ruff, putting the boots to him. But here comes Champa to make the save and hits the Willow's Bell onto Thatcher. Thatcher is laid out here and Champa says, oh, you want to fight me? You want to fight me now? 
Well, how about we fight in a fight pit? Yeah. I I really enjoyed this segment, actually. I thought um, it looked like we were just getting uh, Leon Ruff just jobbed out. And you go, oh, man, you were North American champion a few weeks ago, and now you're not even getting an entrance and you're jobbing out to Thatcher. Um, I liked uh, just Thatcher's aggression throughout, just killing him. And then when Ruff started to make a bit of a comeback, I thought he looked great. But what I loved is we didn't have Champa's music play and distract Ruff, uh, sorry, distract Thatcher for the win. We didn't have Champa. Well, because he, he knows how to do it because it's class last yeah, week or whatever. Champa didn't have to do anything, but you could see throughout the whole thing, Champa is expecting him to do something and is therefore not paying attention to Leon Ruff. And he lost the match for himself. I, I thought it was a, a unique way of almost doing the distraction finish, and I appreciated it. And I'm we've been calling a fight pit for these two. A what? Fight pit! Yeah. We've been calling for it. We're getting it. I think it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait to see another fight pit. And it's these two going at it. This is going to be a killer. The last time was Thatcher and Riddle, and that was great. But it's a stipulation that should continue on here in NXT, and it will be with these two. It's, and this I can't is wait. at New Year's Evil as well. Fucking fight pit. I'm fucking ready. And listen to some fight music. Fucking ready. Yeah, this will be great. This this is added to this show. Mm. Again, New Year's Evil is a stacked This card. almost sounds too stacked. Because we've got two hours including in, uh, commercials. Yeah. We've got Fight Pit, Last Woman Standing, Finn versus Kyle, and Priest versus... Cross. Cross. That'll be a squash. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that sounds like an awesome show. Yeah. Uh, well... Uh, there's more on Leon Ruff in a little bit too, but yeah, Fight Pit added to New Year's Evil, Champa Thatcher, I can't wait, it's gonna be great. It'll be like Fight Island. They should do a video package for Fight Pit, just like Dana White's video oh, that he put out. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fight Pit was there. The videos in WWE are the one thing that are consistently Fuck. good. Let's just have those guys, none Fuck. of Dana's. Yeah, holy shit. Aria Davari. Aria Davari. Going one-on-one. Against Tyler Rust with Malcolm Bivens in his corner. Tyler Rust has got some 2000s rock theme vibe going on here. Sounds like Stained or like... We don't get many songs and lyrics in wrestling anymore. So I'm kind of welcome. It's kind of like Drew's old... Does Drew still use Broken Dreams? That one's lit. There's there's a time and a place... Here I am shitting on Nickelback earlier, but there's a time and a place for... Hey, I prefer it to most shit out these days. (laughs) You prefer... Tyler Russ style theme. It's almost like Creed. I'll, I'll have a proper listen to it when it's on YouTube. <laughs> We're talking about best themes of the year. This one could be added to that list. Maybe. Maybe. Well, this, uh, sorry, Aria Davari, Tyler Rust. It's very technical in the early beginning here. And it's Rust then doing like this airplane spin into an arm drop, working the arm. There's a crazy like counter roll through cross arm breaker. Rust is pretty, pretty impressive. There's then like a hangman neck breaker where Davari gets him hung in the ropes here for a two count. But Rust comes back with like a triangle hold and then Davari hits him with a throat chop. But it's Rust who hits his spinning Moonlight Drive style neckbreaker, pinning Davari here. Rust wins. No, he tapped him out. Oh, sorry. He put him in the Rings of Saturn after this. Sorry. Yeah, right. He hits him with the... I keep saying Moonlight Drive, but I'm not too sure what it is. But it's like a rolling neckbreaker type snapmare thing. And then locks him in the 
Rings of Saturn, but it's like rings of Saturn around his with so it's using the legs to wrap yeah. the arms rather than the arms wrapping. Right, the arms. looks really good. Sorry, so Davari does tap out, and it's Rust who gets the win, and then kind of Bivens was like hanging around the commentary table and was kind of like, "Yeah, we'll show you." It's kind of showing. Look, uh, Rust is now officially with Bivens, and he's picked up a win because of it. I, I think the finish looked cool. It was obviously a pretty quick uh, squash, um, but I like that they're starting to focus on some new people. Yeah, so Rust getting the the rub here, and uh, he's a diamond in the rust. Uh, he's got some cool moves. He's pretty. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I like his finish. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing where he goes. William Regal's office, but outside, and it's Mackenzie with Leon Ruff, and he says, "Hey, I'm a little banged up, but I got a I got a gift. I got a gift this Christmas, and R- William Regal William Regal's gifting me a rematch against Johnny Gargano for the North American title." And it's going to happen next week. So uh, Johnny's going to have a really Merry Christmas. But next week, the curse will be real. The curse is real. And I'm not going to let Johnny break it. And then he puts a Santa hat on and he walks off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I kind of like this. (laughs) I kind of really like this for some reason. Yeah. And I I feel we've had the i think we're going to get a pretty good match between these two i like that the next few weeks it we've got some actual big matches yeah. lined up uh i'm i'm happy with that so leon ruff versus johnny will the will the curse be real uh i think this time the curse is broken yeah i think the curse has to be broken so next week christmas new year's last nxt of the year ruff versus gargano north american title we have a video package for damian priest carrie and cross Cross says, Priest, you're, he basically is like, yo, you're pretty cool. You party in hot tubs and do cool shit. I really like it. Uh, we, we should hang out sometime, mm. but you've dug yourself into a hole. You were talking to my girl and then shows him saying, smoke show. <laughs> yeah. You question my manhood. Whoa. You're talking about, oh, your, your girl's coming out here while you're just waiting in the car. You make your smart ass remarks. Well, you made the biggest mistake of your life. It's inevitable. He says, you are intriguing, Priest, but doomsday is coming. Tick tock, says Scarlet. What I liked with this is he kind of answered our criticisms from the other week. We're like, yo, why is Cross not just going for the title? And he goes, it's inevitable. I'll take back what I never lost. But you're an intriguing roadblock, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna see this one through. And I think just simple line like that is like, okay, cool. He does care about the title. He does want that back. But this is the feud we're having now. And that's enough for me. Yeah. I just like some acknowledgement, you know, unlike the Kofi Kingston thing where he has a hell of a run, loses in a few seconds and never talks about it again. Like, I just want acknowledgement. And this was fine. And I think this match could be pretty good, too. I think Cross should just steamroll him. Yeah. And say, okay, I want the winner of the title tonight. I think we might get a bit more of a a fight, a bit of a brawl, but I do think Cross is, has to win this one. We go to our main event, the Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole. Adam comes out with Roddy, who's ringside for him, and Velveteen Dream's got his like weird artist hat type thing. What has he got on? Like a, yeah, like a beret? big beret. Raspberry beret. Thing. I don't know. So they start slugging it out because they hate each other. Cole hits a neck breaker early on and then a pump kick to Dream sending him out of the ring. Uh, they like smash heads at one point and Vic Joseph doesn't know the name of wrestling moves, but he does know how to call a double noggin knocker. <laughs> <laughs> he totally redeemed himself 
by saying double noggin knocker. I say that every week yeah. now. Double well, you should knocker. put that on a shirt, man. Damn. If it wasn't for Gargano on a piano, that might be the show title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a close call there, Vic <laughs> Joseph. I know I shit on you, but again, if you learn the names of moves, but if a no- double, double noggin, noggin knocker. Yeah, that should be a finishing move. Uh, Pete Dunn, a tox, uh, sorry, a tox. Oh, and also shout out Vic's hat. His elf ears. He's wearing an elf hat. hat. Yeah, I think Beth was making some elf references and stuff. Yeah. Uh, smiling's my favorite. Pete Dunn attacks Roderick Strong and hits the bitter end to him, like, on the apron, thus, like, taking him out of there so he's not in Adam's corner. Picture in picture, it's dream and control. When we come back, he misses his elbow drop. There's then another pump kick and the Ushiguroshi for Cole for a two count. Then a German suplex, a super kick. There's a double axe attempt to the outside from dream, but Cole counters that with a super kick gets dream back in the ring and hits him with a super kick. There's then dream who fights back, drops Cole climbs up for the purple rainmaker, only a two count there. And then Adam Cole hits not the Ushi Garoshi, but the suplex lift the sushi Garoshi, only a two count. And then again, a super kick. And then the last shot to Velveteen dream who looked like he was trying to hit him with something, some sort of, was it his chain link weapon or I don't know what he was doing, but he ends up getting the last shot in Cole Pins. Well, earlier in the match, he uses his, his shirt. Yeah. As, um, as Don is attacking Roddy and the refs distracted, distracted. he kind of uses his shirt and like runs it against the throat earlier. Um, this was okay. I mean, they're both good, like very good wrestlers, especially Adam Cole. Obviously they did the, Jumping off the turnbuckle into the super kick like four times this match between them, it just became a bit much. Um, and yeah, I, I find it really hard watching Dream as well. So this was a bit deflating. I, I just don't like their chemistry, these two. They had pretty bad matches earlier in the year, but it's interesting. We've, we bring back Dream again to just mm, lose yeah. right away. And I don't know when the last time he won a match was. It seems like it was a long, long time ago. So I don't know if he's on kind of punishment right now or, or what's going on. It's It seems strange whenever I see this guy on TV. It just didn't need to be here on this episode at all. It didn't fit. Like it just put, it was like a put together main event when it should have been Raquel and Rhea ending the show. It's uh, one of the things was earlier in the night, Dream was kind of trying to stir shit between UE saying that, like, Cole, you're not even the leader of the group anymore. We all know the leader's Kyle. And Cole saying, hey, there is no leaders. And Cole at the end here saying, the title's coming evil. back. The title's coming back to Undisputed Era. Just subtle hints that maybe you could go for some kind of split or maybe you don't at all. But just like they were doing with the first Finn-Kyle match. Yeah. They're just giving you enough that there's that seed of doubt in your mind. Which always makes a match more exciting, I think, when you're thinking of different things that could happen. So you're saying Adam Cole kicks out Kyle, thus Finn joining the Undisputed Era. Maybe. And the title maybe. comes home to UE could be that solution. But hopefully it's not the case. But I still feel like Finn versus Cross is like kind of That's, a takeover. That feels like it's got to happen. So I kind of don't know what to do with Kyle. I feel Kyle is still a bigger story, right? I mean, if you were to do some sort of break up angle Kyle's obviously gonna splinter off and have that feud I do think we'll see him as NXT champion mm. down the line but Wrestlemania takeover you over. could take like I mean it could be if you've got a compelling enough story with other people say it's Cole it could be a year before you get to that um, but 
uh, I am excited to see what happens next with Kyle. It, it was announced on .com after that uh, Roddy versus Pete Dunne has been added to next week. So I think nice. next week's show looks pretty good to me. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we've already mentioned a thousand times, New Year's Evil looks stacked. So pretty happy with the direction now with yeah. NXT. It seemed like it had a little bit of a road bump, It kind of like a weird week where they weren't sure what was going where. And now it seems like there is some sort of direction and mm. place to go, destination. So it it's, yeah, I feel like the build to this next New Year's Evil show is, is really good with the... I, I felt like they should have ended with Raquel and, and Rhea with I the pull apart. I think that pull apart would have been a, a yeah. better end to tonight. A bitter end. And then you could have ended just going to Dexter Loomis with the picture of Last Woman Standing. So you know that's the, the big match. Yeah. Uh, but overall, thumbs up show to me. I wouldn't say there was any blow away match, mm-hmm. but I found it enjoyable and I like the direction. I think my favorite match of this show was Raquel, uh, sorry, Dakota Kai and Rhea Ripley. I think that was my favorite. But yeah, mostly this was just moving it. It's more story based than, yeah. than match quality. And I, I, I enjoyed this. I don't think anything really kind of dragged in this episode. Nope. Uh, so I, I enjoyed it as well. And I'm interested in seeing, <laughs> excuse me, seeing where this goes. Uh, so that's what we thought of NXT. What did you think? Forum.postwrestling.com. Post up there on the forums for post wrestling, and we will read it here on the show. I'll start with Adam from the street. Happy Festivus. Poor No Way Jose. That Gargano Christmas thing was weird, especially since Christmas is on Friday. During Rhea's match, it was tough not to think about where she was exactly 52 weeks ago, winning the title to end the year, while the Dark Order was missing their target over on TNT. At least she's back in the feud everyone wants to see. I think Rhea's in a good place now. Um, I do think we probably all thought she was main roster bound, but they're picking her up again. Tonight, Mercedes Martinez showed that it will take no time whatsoever for fans to move on from Retribution. And wouldn't it be great if Cross went to the main roster and the Finn-Kyle feud just continued forever? Yeah, that's what I want to see. I want Kyle versus Finn for WrestleMania TakeOver. Uh, I also put up a poll this week just because I thought about doing it and you, like uh, you guys seem to like it it's got a rating of 7.1 nice week, which is like probably over double what raw got earlier in the week uh, i know uh, adam said like hey mercedes is just back and we forgot that she was part of it yeah. is retribution still a thing it is yeah but i think wrestling fans if you like the wrestlers you're gonna be like cool yes it's okay we can forget that yeah. We can forget that move on. Uh, remember when John Cena loved Retribution? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we go to MJ from NJ. I enjoy these odd nights. I watch NXT first. Assorted thoughts. Great beatdown of EO. She is a wonderful champion with a multitude of worthy challengers in a stacked division. Champa doing a fight pit that I will want to see. NXT should have explored this more as the underground instead of raw nonsense. Two well-produced video packages that made Cross Priest feud seem like something I want now. Kind of digging it and Cross's road back to the inevitable story. Actually imagine that match at a proper takeover with arena-style entrances for a crowd. Roderick Strong is an incredible hype man. Everyone needs a hype man like that. I really want Adam Cole versus Adam Page story where Cole tells Page he was an understudy who took his role. I don't want to see Adam Cole stuck wrestling Velveteen Dream on NXT TV anymore. How do we free Adam Cole and don't say main roster? I think the Dream story's done. I think I think he well and truly just MJ wants to see Adam Cole in the waiting room. 
Yes. <laughs> with, with Britt Baker. Uh, and MJ, you're, you're our hype man, so thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Velveteen Dream has gone full Dennis Rodman. Never go full Dennis Rodman. <laughs> uh, next, think you know you're an ambassador of North Korea. Merry Christmas. Up next, friends. You too, MJ. Friends. Miss you. We go to Andrew from Cape Breton. If there's one thing I like about street fights, it's following the rules of tags and holding the tag rope. That show was okay tonight. I'll probably end up watching AEW tomorrow. They did a good job of establishing talent on the show, which was great as I don't normally watch NXT and just listen to you guys. It's one thing I hate about Raw, where everything feels like it's a repeat. The worst part of the night, though, was the return of Velveteen Dream. He must have something on management, like he knows some dirty secret of theirs. Him and Theory make NXT a tough watch sometimes. Six out of ten. Question. If the living dead girl Abaddon was christened with the Gargano name, would she be called British Wrestling? Oh, yeah, I believe there was more shit that came out today, which I don't want to talk about, but yeah. Merry Christmas. Rip Rez is dead. Uh, we go to Mystery. Hiya and happy holidays. Thank you, you two, Mystery. NXT tonight was fine outside of Dream. Rhea versus Raquel should be a fun match, but I'm pretty certain Raquel is winning. Tony calling out Io is a nice touch, but she's likely not getting the next title shot. Retaliation? Crossed out, Mercedes returning to NXT was a nice touch, and she made a statement by having Io stretch it out of the arena. However, I feel like she's just a filler challenger, as WWE doesn't know if they want to have Raquel or Tony face Io for the title at the next major event. I doubt it's going to be New Year's Evil. God damn it, keep Velveteen Dream away from the product. I was hoping he was gone forever, and I hope he is again after tonight. He's a waste of space. No one wanted him back. Question of the week. Did either of you listen or watch Kyrie's podcast? It was pretty interesting as she talked about her life in the US and who she got along with the most backstage. Asuka, Becky, Sasha and Bailey mm. were the women who she got along with the most. She also talked about how she got really depressed when she moved back to D Japan because she has an addiction to five hour energy drinks oh now. And they aren't easy to find over there. Worth a listen if you can find it or want to buy it. So you're saying I got to hit up Kyrie to trade her five-hour energy drinks for Strong Zeros? Yeah, I th she, it sounds like she's going cold turkey, but it's probably for the best to get <sighs> off those things. Yeah, true. Uh, he also posted a tweet from Suitman Robert Stone, who looking to maybe get back with Mercedes <laughs> after letting her go to Retribution. Yeah. Poor Robert Stone. Like, just all of his people have been taken away from him. He just, Still got Aaliyah. <laughs> Does he? At least so. he's got Aaliyah. So. Yeah. yeah, good for him. So Crooked Letter 9 says, Tonight's episode didn't lean too hard into the Christmas theme, and I'm glad it didn't. The promo package for Balor O'Reilly in two weeks was effective in putting them over. Atlas Swerve was a fun match, and I'm interested in the new direction for Swerve Scott. Mercedes Martinez escaped the retribution hellhole, and she thrust herself into a big match with EO. That's a way out. The tag street fight was chaotic. It boggles my mind that only a year ago, Rhea Ripley won the women's title, and 2020 pulled the rug from under her. That said, her and Dakota put on a good show, and the LWS at New Year's E evil. Raquel Gonzalez match promises to be violent. Nice to see Bronson Reed claws up. The Gargano Xmas party was hilarious, and Adam Cole Velveteen Dream was the solid main event that leaves me wondering where Cole goes next with Kyle gunning for the NXT title. Onwards to New Year's Evil. Happy holidays to the BDE and support indie wrestling. Oh! Wow. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you as well. But seeing people are like, hey, the story's moving in the right direction here, going towards. I think NXT is always best. It's always been, especially when it's taped, when it's in takeover mode, like a special, like gunning towards stories. You always need to be yeah. 
aiming for something. And yeah. that's why I think now they've adopted these specials, like these Wednesday specials, I think it helps them out so much. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, it's, I'm not even looking forward to New Year's Eve because, like, what are we going to do New Year's Eve? Yeah, can Nothing. we just have this New Year's Eve? Yeah. yeah. Like, this is more exciting, just more wrestling. It's because yeah. that's the only thing I'm excited for. I feel like Wrestle Kingdom, any other year, this card, I'd be like, ah, whatever. But because there's nothing else to be excited for, I'm like, fuck yeah, Wrestle Kingdom. I'm waking up for it. Hey, we watched Triple Mania. Yeah, we <laughs> did. Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, so that was NXT. We'll be back next week. Of course, it's the holidays. Next week, we'll be doing our best and worst of NXT 2020. It'll be here on this free feed uh, attached to next week's show talking about NXT. Uh, follow us for all the live stuff. Like we said, twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast. We'll be doing uh, our elite show, AEW Dynamite show tomorrow, depending when you listen to this, or the podcast version on the Patreon, as well as all the shows we did this month, including Krampus, Black Christmas, Starcade, December to December, and Best Match Ever Part 1 coming out this week. We're podcasting a lot. Absolutely, yes. Come and join us. If if you listen to this in time, 1 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday for uh, our Christmas AEW show. And again, you want to hear us talk about Mando, Mandalorian? This is the way. Free show, Star Wars Christmas special. I guess you could say we'll be celebrating Life Day, maybe? We will be, yeah. yeah. We might be. Happy Life Day. That'll be here free on this feed as well, so celebrate Christmas with us wherever you may be. And treat yourself to a, a late Christmas present, a holiday present, whatever you celebrate, whatever you want. Just buy a t-shirt, prowrestlingtees.com <laughs> forward slash up next subscribe to the patreon patreon.com forward slash up next five dollars a month north american tier if you want to just give us five bucks for christmas cool and then you get to access all the shows in the back catalog that we've ever done and i'm gonna do one thank you this week just one yeah thank you jonathan sullivan okay for signing up today and he i if i didn't know this guy i probably wouldn't be recording this show oh uh he was the guy Many years ago, when I was on my way to WrestleMania 30, yeah. suggested I listen to a thing called The Law. Whoa. And I got into John and Way from that. Wow. And then from that, I found you. Wow. So my whole life might be different. Because so, of who, John? Sully. John Sully. So thank you, Sully. Wow, that's like a weird butterfly effect. It's very weird. Because yeah. of him, we, don't, we wouldn't know each other. I know. We wouldn't be here right now. That's we should fine. be getting his Patreon. Wow. You know? Sully, wow. get a Patreon. We'll subscribe to you. <laughs> but thank you for listening and letting us be in your ears and maybe video again, the Twitch streams and stuff. But again, if you want to follow everything, Twitter, Instagram, at Up Next Podcast. We post all the shows, all the stuff in the January schedule going into the new year. Thank you, anyone who's, who listens to this free show and supports the Patreon. Uh, I think this has been one of our highest Patreon months uh, in terms of making some moolah for the, the holidays is. here. So thank you very much. We appreciate you guys fucking with us and listening to us talk about wrestling and nerding out over random shit all the time uh we we love doing it and we continue to do it for you guys so wherever you may be this holiday thank you and listen to all the other stuff we have coming out so thank you take care goodbye be safe and support indie wrestling oh happy holidays guys merry christmas
Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.